Project 25 was born out of the obsession that we have of figuring things out. Honestly, being 25 is weird because we either pursue certain goals without questioning if they're what we truly want, or we're not sure what direction to follow, and that leaves us with a lot of uncertainty. I'm Andrea Juarez, I'm 25, and I decided to ask my family members, friends, and people I admire about their experiences being 25, what they did, what were their beliefs, what they've learned, and what's their advice for the new generation of 20-somethings. There is a lot to live and learn, and I believe that by listening to others, we can reflect and learn a little bit more about ourselves and think about what we want for our present and for our future. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Project 25. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing my dear friend, Olga. Olga is 31, and we met when we were together at school, when we were international students, and we've been friends ever since. And something to point out, Olga is currently pregnant. She has a couple more weeks to go, so by the time this episode is out, she will probably have her baby in her arms. <laughs> so make sure you congratulate her. <laughs> so, <laughs> so thank you very much for coming, Olga. I'm very happy to have you here. So how are you doing? Yeah, happy to be here. Doing really good. Things are well. Very excited. So, Olga, can you tell uh, the audience a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up or what is your title and how would you describe yourself? So, originally, I'm from Russia. I was born in um, suburbs of Moscow. I moved here when I was 25. <laughs> And uh, I graduated uh, from Russian uh, University of Oil and Gas in Moscow. And I worked a little bit uh, in Russia in an international company and also in a private uh, national company. Oh, how I, how I would describe myself. Well, I'm a petroleum engineer by profession, uh, works uh, currently as reserves analyst. And uh, I'm currently ready to transition into a new role. Something new in my life is to be a mother <laughs> and ready to start the family, like raising a, a kid. So that's a new chapter that I'm ready for. I'm a huge animal lover. And you might hear on the background my dog uh, <laughs> barking and chasing my cat. <laughs> so I have two animals. <laughs> Perfect. And... Olga, you, you kind of mentioned this a little bit already, but that you were working at the national, international companies in oil and gas. So what did you do when you were 25, where you were working at those companies, but also did you study anything else or what were your hobbies? So when I was 25, I was a new grad and I, before that, like a little bit before 25, uh, I finished my practicum with international company like oil and gas company in Moscow I had a fabulous experience and uh, even at that time I was 23 and I was already thinking of uh, moving uh, somewhere like immigrating and trying myself but I kind of still was timid and was not yet ready for that uh, but I loved traveling so in when I was 23, I actually visited Canada 
Calgary for the first time just to study English and have fun, like enjoy mountains. So I went there by myself for two months. And yeah, at that time I was like, it's a nice city. I like it here, but I wasn't quite, I didn't have that uh, still mindset, I guess. Uh, so I wasn't even thinking about like moving seriously. And yeah, at that time uh, I enjoyed snowboarding as my hobbies. I loved singing. So I was taking singing classes. Uh, in Moscow, of course, there's no mountains. <laughs> so I was living like big city life, uh, going to theaters, uh, museums, because uh, that's like something that at a high level in Moscow, like all the famous, uh, uh, exhibitions uh, were, were brought to Moscow so I enjoyed that and when I was 25 <laughs> even 24 I was already yeah. okay <laughs> okay now I had a little bit of experience working in Russia and uh, I traveled uh, and I've seen uh, other countries and I was like okay maybe I'm ready to try and move and I build that confidence that, uh, okay, how I can uh, find a job in Canada. Okay, so that's interesting. So, Olga, so you moved here at 25. Mm -hmm. And so did you start working right away? You went to school to here, right? Yes, correct. Uh, yeah, I applied uh, to SAIT. Uh, the, my program called BAP, Bachelor of Applied Petroleum uh, Technology. And that's the program for those who already has previous experience. Um, I would say like not even experience, but um, education, some sort of, it's either bachelor or uh, uh, diploma in uh, civil petroleum, any kind of engineering. And that program provided me like applied skills for easier uh, transition into Canadian industry because everything is like completely different here in terms like software, how the development is uh, going, things like that. So uh, I decided to take this path through studying and then finding a job, which actually worked out really well for me. So I'm glad I did that. <laughs> And I met you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's crazy. And then, so Olga, when you moved here, you were like, okay, I'm ready. And then you had to like um, go to school again, but you were still 25, you were really young. So what did you think when you were 25? Like, okay, I have to start again. Like, what was your vision of the world? Or did you fall? Did you have like a certain mantra or motto? Like, like, you know, like a specific way to see your life or what was your biggest belief? Well, honestly, I think at 25, I still was like, uh, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but I'm going to try. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was not easy at the beginning because it's a new country, new language. I came by myself. Uh, I had to take uh, part-time jobs uh, and like where we met and call center and then Odyssey yeah. call up on campus but it was fun times it still I think it was fun for me and 25 I was yeah was fully invested uh, in like student life so that was fun um, but of course there were struggles because the industry wasn't doing well as I expected and I didn't 
follow uh, like any politics, what's happening in Canada or like oil and gas overall. And then I realized, oh, actually there is like crisis and it's not easy to find a job uh, in my industry right now. So I had to be very proactive and overcome myself because I had to push myself out of the comfort zone and try and take leadership um, roles in uh, our student club for petroleum uh, technology at SAIT. So <laughs> I was uh, organizing uh, lunches and breakfast for industry people in my field, which gave me opportunities to meet more people from uh, oil and gas companies and kind of learn from their experience. Uh, and uh, the favorite word here, the networking. <laughs> So that was also not easy because it was not something that was common uh, in my country. And I had no experience uh, even talking about myself and uh, about my passion in industry, about my knowledge. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's very interesting. But yeah, I guess like you had to put yourself out there, right? Yeah. And figuring it out as I was going. It doesn't have like strong beliefs or anything. <laughs> yeah, just trial and error. But I like that. And Olga, I have a question for you about that too, because you work in the oil and gas industry. So which is a, like a very male dominated industry. So like, how has that been for you? Like yes. from, from when you were 25 even, and like to, like to this day, how has that evolved? Yeah, it was not that easy because originally in Russia, uh, I'll give you an example. In my group uh, at the university, we had 30 people and 25 of them were men and five girls. <laughs> so that gives you an idea of the ratio. And unfortunately, some of the um, teachers over there were not taking like girls super seriously. And I think that um, kind of made an effect on me or left an effect on me that I became like shy and not super confident. Uh, so when I came here, it was a struggle for me to speak up, especially like in classes, to uh, firmly tell my opinion, like asking questions as well. Like usually I'm just was quietly sitting at the lectures and listening and uh, following the material. And then I slowly started like looking around and realizing, okay, it's different here. <laughs> so I should also try and push myself. And I started yeah, working on that by preparing, of course, like I had to read more and study hard so I can build that confidence. So it, like the confidence wouldn't come out of nowhere, right? So first I was uh, trying to get as much knowledge as possible and then actually pushing myself to start ask questions, speak up, go to that industry event and uh, network, talk to people. <laughs> yeah, expose myself. So, and I'm still doing that <laughs> until this time. Of course, uh, by that time, and I, uh, I already work for four years in oil and gas company here in Calgary, and I can see that how I grew within those years, and I still see uh, areas for improvement. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow, that's, uh, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, I was wondering about that because I know it's harder for like, women when they are in a very male-dominated industry, but yeah, I'm glad that like you overcame that. Yeah, I'm still overcoming. And, and that's also like the background because I think if you were raised and born uh, here or at least like went to from school to university here as the female, it's easier to build that confidence as for me. And I talked to a lot of my um, female friends uh, who also graduated in Russian from Russian university and came here. And they also struggle with that, that they a little bit lack of confidence in a male dominated uh, industry that something that they also feel inside themselves so they have to work harder push themselves but overall uh, here in Canada I feel that it's way easier to start doing there is less like judgment and environment is more friendly these days as opposed to how I was feeling back home yeah I can imagine but also I guess fake it till you make it that's what people say yeah exactly <laughs> like yeah because I, I I think so too that the imposter syndrome is real especially in women like there's like confidence gap I think but I guess it's more like systemic or but I'm not gonna deviate from that <laughs> so Olga I want <laughs> that's a topic for another podcast <laughs> Yes. Another episode, actually. So, Olga, I wanted to ask, so from when you were 25 to this date, what has changed in the world, in your environment, in yourself? I know you talked a little bit how you have seen yourself like grow from when you started working to like this day, but are there any other, you know, topics where you've noticed that, oh, this has changed a lot? Well, yeah, of course. Uh... I grew in many areas uh, from uh, professional knowledge and experience wise, uh, uh, but also personally in terms of like relationship and my hobbies also changed. <laughs> uh, now I like fond of uh, hiking, going to the mountains and like seeking real uh, connection with like friends and people uh, so less partying <laughs> like you know so I think that's uh, yeah yeah you you leave uh, you get experience you grow <laughs> and Olga um, just to like uh, jump in into what you said so now what do you do and what are your beliefs so you talk about your hobbies too and like building connections with people I don't know if you want to Talk a bit more about that, comparing like what you used to do when you were 25 to nowadays. So yeah, currently I work uh, in a medium oil and gas company, the producing company. I worked there already for four years. And actually that was the result of uh, me pushing myself out of the like, boundaries at SAIT. Uh, because uh, at one of the industry, like I was organizing industry events and one of my teachers, he was also attending all those events and I would always talk about what I'm interested in in the industry. And uh, I also participated in the recording a video for my program at SAIT. <laughs> I nice. think it's the 
website. <laughs> so also that was something absolutely new for me. And I was also like, should I do that or not? But then I did it. And eventually that teacher approached me and said, hey, like uh, I, I heard uh, and I know that you're interested in resume engineering. Why don't you try and apply for this job? And he sent me a link, which I could have missed if, uh, yeah, because there's so many sometimes job postings and, you know, you, you get busy. Um, he also gave me his reference and I was invited for the interview. And that was nice. at 2018. Yeah, uh, yeah, 2018. And since that, I've been working there for four years already almost. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's one part of it. But another part is, uh, as yeah, as I mentioned, is uh, actually trying to connect and keep that connection with people that I met here and who are close to me by their uh, personality. So, you know, you like you pay more attention to people and try to give them time and listen to their like problems needs uh, also like not always take take but also give uh, so that is uh, something that uh, I started realizing I guess now <laughs> with time because before that you always like in a rush uh, like so much going on in life and that's for everybody like we have busy lives but sometimes okay slowing down <laughs> that's important and look uh, what's important for you, who's important for you, and seeking for a quality time with friends, with family. Okay. And Olga, thank you for letting me know that. And I have another question. So what has been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? Well, apart from what we already discussed um, about uh, being a female and yeah. and shy, right? <laughs> um, I think another challenge might be that as an immigrant, there is a <laughs> paperwork involved. <laughs> oh my God, yes. So I had to always be on top of that. And that's, that's the reason why I had to be proactive because there was a limit for my first student visa. So I had to follow deadlines. I had to finish all my courses by certain time. Then after graduation, I had work permit that was also given for me for three years. So I had to find a job, got an experience that will qualify for for my program so I can apply for permanent residence so I also couldn't just sit and relax and <laughs> yeah <laughs> to actually be very very proactive and at work I had to do my certain best uh, to stay there and get enough um, experience so I can apply for my documents which uh, Fortunately, I was able to do. I was very, very lucky and persistent, and I got my permanent residence in twenty, yeah, summer twenty twenty. Yeah, Yay! super happy. But yeah, just just following uh, your goals, be on top of that, kind of helped me a lot. Yeah, it is a lot of paperwork, and it is very stressful. And all guy have 
have a couple more questions. Um, but right now, like, or well, in the past years, what has motivated you or what motivates you right now? Probably uh, at that time, around 24, 25, I would say it, it came, the motivation was coming from my family a lot. And um, especially at that time, my father passed uh, away in 2014. But before that, he was always motivating me and pushing that I should uh, um, try myself uh, in international companies or abroad, like immigrate, that, uh, that I'm smart enough and uh, I should be persistent. So I think like his words were motivating me at that time because myself, I, I was like, I'm not sure what to do, what I really want. But then the vision of a better life and better quality lifetime balance and um, better positions in terms of work, like companies, I, had, I thought uh, that in Canada, for example, or in Europe, I might have better opportunities, which will look good for my for my resume for my experience I think that was like a mix of motivation at that time so to try myself out there and seeking a better quality life like a standard of life that was it and what motivates you now now it's more about enjoying life (laughs) and enjoying it at that level that I already have so I can um, afford going like driving to the mountains uh, afford that uh, gear and then not only for myself but as a family now uh, being married and uh, having a kid on the way so I want to be able to show my my family and like my child future child the world Oh, I want to be able to travel with family. Yeah, I think uh, because there's so, so many places to see. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, once the everything comes down with COVID, we can start traveling again. So like learning other cultures, like learning other languages. For example, you probably know that I speak Spanish and I still want to keep improving it because without <laughs> because without practice uh, it's harder but uh, the more you travel to like latin american destination for example that's where i can use it Um, so yeah i think uh, enjoying life (laughs) that's what motivates me (laughs) enjoying like what i do uh, during my free time because uh, for example in 25 uh, i was uh, 24 25 i lived in moscow uh, my commute time one way was about hour and a half. Oh my gosh. One way, <laughs> one way. <gasps> so you can imagine that during weekdays, by the time I would get home, I don't have any energy or anything to really do. So uh, my only free time was on the weekends. And that's when I would go see my friends or um, I don't know, like, go to theaters and stuff but now 
I have way more time to actually realize what I like doing during my free time. Yeah. <laughs> what, I, what I look forward to. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And Olga, I will like enjoying life is a huge motivation. And I meant to ask, I guess it's kind of tied to what you you said, but like what are your like traveling with family, but um what are your goals or plans for the future? Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a <laughs> interesting question. I had goals. Uh, I was setting goals when I was 24, 25. Now I reached uh, like another threshold of like after 30. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what are my goals now? Well, first of all, um, to have a baby. <laughs> yeah, and you're close to you're close to that one very close a couple of yeah. weeks close <laughs> yeah four more weeks <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah so that'll be a absolutely new chapter because uh, it's our first child uh, again like I, I have no idea <laughs> what to do well at least there is a lot of uh, help online and from family but uh, of course is to keep, uh, how do I say this, to keep evolving, to keep growing both in career, but mostly like probably personally and also like paying more um, attention to what I want to learn, like as languages, for example, one example for me, I have passion for that. And yeah, and I guess uh, my goal will be also to figure out where to move next in terms of uh, my career, because I'm uh, kind of on the path uh, when I can make a decision, do I want to move into engineering completely or maybe analytics? So yeah, another, <laughs> another path. Everything's gonna work out, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and Olga, from what you've learned along the way, like what would you say to today's twenty somethings? Uh, whether they feel stuck or not yet where they want to be, or even if they think they know it all. <laughs> um, I think my favorite quote now is like be brave enough to do what your heart truly desires um, because since I started doing that everything was coming together in my life uh, because of course you always have like doubts and thoughts and um, so just first of all do what your heart tells you and second of all still do your research and have a plan <laughs> Oh yeah, trying to to be uh, to do the due diligence and yeah, if you have a goal, check what you actually need to reach that goal. Whether it's uh, whether it's uh, okay, how do I get this job? What uh, qualifications do I need? Or whether it's buying a house, what steps I need to to do? So kind of yeah, if you prepare for something, then it's easier to reach and. Yeah, also working on your um, weaknesses, such as for me, still is like public speaking, uh, networking, getting out there. <laughs> so whatever feels that is, okay, this is not really easy and uh, I don't really want to do that. Um, so which kind of maybe 
controversial to what your heart is truly desires. <laughs> but <laughs> there's those little pieces that sometimes are not super comfortable for us. And then in that case, you have to push yourself. <laughs> yeah, because I, I guess like it at the end is what you, like it's trying to get what you desire. But like, I guess yeah, exactly. the, like the weaknesses or the fear, it's a bump in the road, but you have to yeah. get yeah. out of your comfort zone. So it does make sense to me. <laughs> yeah, you got me. I'm like, it's it's same like with the, doing the podcast, right? It might like you, you know what you want to do what you want to reach with it but it might feel like uh, scary and confusing <laughs> and all it does feel like that you got to do it <laughs> and then yeah. you do it, it gets better and then your quote make <laughs> it thank you so much olga for being here i really appreciate it a lot uh, thanks for inviting me <laughs> thank you so much for listening if you like the episode or you think it will be helpful for someone feel free to share you can also find the written stories at medium.com slash project 25 if you know someone who would like to share their experience being 25 you can send me a message at the email that's on the episode description or through our social media channels, which are also listed on the episode description. Thank you for your time. I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.